1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on an action-packed weekend of Scottish football. Celtic knocked Dundee for six as Kyogo Furuhashi takes centre stage. Rangers lose for the first time in 41 league games as Dundee United claim a home win. Hibs, Aberdeen and Hearts the only sides with six points from six after they make it two wins on the bounce. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. What a weekend that was. It started with Rangers 40 league games Undefeated It ended with Celtic Above Rangers In the league table Now To address the big issue Where Rangers are concerned I Personally don't believe That a team Who won last season's title By 25 points Scored 92 goals And didn't lose a game Can't play in front of people These guys Made their reputation And got to Rangers Because Of the way they played In front of people By the same token I don't believe a full house guarantees Rangers anything against Malmo tomorrow night. What happened at Tannadice was a player problem. And what will solve that player problem, only the players themselves can tell you tomorrow night as they try to address two defeats back to back. Yeah, it was an interesting weekend. Again, Gordon Celtic romped past Dundee and hit them for six. Rangers uh, stunned at Tannadice for the first defeat in 41 league games The Don snatch a late winner over Livy with a goalkeeping howler Hearts take the three points against St Mirren Hibs a good start, continue with a good form 3-0 And St Johnson and Motherwell settle for a point I'm looking forward to the show 1419511025 What is on your mind then after a busy weekend of Scottish football? Celtic fans, last season you didn't get too many opportunities on a Monday To phone up and wax lyrical about your team So here's one, take it Clearly a very convincing performance yesterday What in particular impressed you? Are the signs there going forward? And of course that man, Kyogo Furuhashi What have you made of his introduction to Scottish football 01419511025 Pick up the phone right now and let us know Rangers fans, quite simple Where did it go wrong at Tannadice at the weekend? How confident are you it won't go wrong tomorrow night When Malmo come to town? And loads of other talking points to get through So pick up that phone 01419511025 However, before we go anywhere It is Monday night Which mm. means you two have to pick Firstly, your result of the weekend Celtic 6, Dundee United 0 It's the best the Celtic fans have felt for a calendar year uh, They've scored 10 goals in their last two games, Celtic And Dundee were lucky they didn't concede 10 to Celtic yesterday Alex Ray, result of yeah, the weekend Yeah, I'm going to go for Dundee United, Gordon I don't think anyone out there would have predicted uh, a win for Dundee United I thought the way they went about their performance was excellent And uh, they got the three points Okay, goal of the weekend By the way, you were spoiled for choice well, Some yeah. brilliant goals Go out on, there Shug. Well, imagine the pass from Ryan Christie to Kyogo Furuhashi It was Paul McStay And the finish from Kyogo Furuhashi was Frank McAvaney That's the goal, his hat-trick, that's the goal Alex, you are, I know you're a midfield connoisseur Yes That pass Oh, it was oh, tremendous wasn't it? I have to say Listen I'll we'll touch on this later on I thought Ryan Christie Was absolutely mm. unplayable I thought some of his performance His through balls His work rate Everything was excellent Gordon I'm going to go for Something a wee bit left field You know I like to do A little bit of research You do You send me them all weekends yes. At all various hours Of the, of the <laughs> night I know You must be bored I'm going to go for Falkert's uh, goal uh, Craig McGuffey 
uh, It was a constructed goal for the back Played through the middle of the park Out to the left wing Back over to the right Stood up to the, the far post And McGuffey's bulleted it back across It was a brilliantly constructed goal There we go See he does his research this guy uh, What about your howler of the weekend? Ah uh, poor man It has to be the Livy goalkeeper Max <sighs> Dreyek I mean he has literally yeah. Sold the jerseys And cost the game who, With that Who would be a goalie? Because you, firstly you know That you can't get away with the mistake You're the yeah. last line of defence and it's in the it's the last minute. <laughs> the only thing I'll say in his defence, he will save Livingston points more than he will cost them points over the course of the mm. season. But that was just a horrible <laughs> moment for him. Do you know the thing is he just baseball batted again, but uh, yeah. well recovered, Chuck. <laughs> I'm going to go for uh, what am I going to go for, Gordon? I'm going to go for Ewan Anderson uh, in the game Celtic versus Dundee. I thought the tackle by Young Marshall, the left back on Ralston, was reckless, dangerous. And how he never got a red card is it be on me. Okay, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from you then. What did you make of your team's performance at the weekend, Celtic fans? How good was it? What about Furuhashi? What about Ryan Christie and Tom Rogic and everyone else that took part? Anthony Ralston, of course. Pick up that phone. Let us know what you made of it yesterday. Be good to hear from you, Rangers fans. Where did it go wrong at Tanadice? How confident are you? It won't be the same story tomorrow night at. Ibrox Pick up the phone 01419511025 Ange Postacoglu Hopes the win against Dundee Shows supporters Exactly what he's trying to achieve At the club He also says They are far from the finished article Despite that convincing scoreline Yeah brilliant um, But he's been good every game To be fair I mean his Performances have been excellent He's training well he's, I think he's enjoying his football And You know We played him on the left today But you know We, we, we know he's versatile He can play in the team as well And yeah, got his goals today, uh, his assist today, and, and you know I thought he was um, again a key part of, of what we were doing. I don't think I need to twist his arm. I think uh, I've sort of already said if this doesn't convince him, I don't think anything can. And and, and I think their question's more for Ryan than me. Um, you know, I I'd love to have him part of the club. As I said, all I can do is pe- treat people as I've seen them, and he's been fantastic from the moment I've come into the place. And, with his training and the way he plays his football, he's a fantastic footballer. He suits the kind of football I want to play, but I'm not the master of his, uh, you know, future. That's that's in his hands. That was clearly the Celtic manager talking about Ryan Christie. It would help if I pressed the right button. So we'll maybe try this one. This is the manager on the performance overall. It was good. It was pleasing. Um, I know everyone was sort of emphasising the fact that we had to sort of get a win today and start off our season after last week's disappointing result, particularly here at home, but I was just as keen for a strong performance and that was a pleasing thing, it was a strong performance. We, we started the game well, you know, really good intent, you know, being aggressive, we got our goals and that sort of gave us the confidence and, and, and the best part of it was we, we, didn't, we didn't let up, you know, right up until the end we, we were still trying to score goals and I think you know, with that sort of intent that it gives a, I think our fans you know, at least the impression of the kind of team we want to be. It was a team effort. It's still stuff we have to work on. It's you know, by far not the finished product, but um, it was pleasing to see that you know, we were much better in terms of our whole organisation. The phrase of the weekend for me with regard to Celtic and Rangers is nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw Rangers lose a 40-game lead run at Tannadice. Nobody. And by the same token, I think the Celtic supporters, 25,000 of them inside the ground yesterday, at kickoff time, didn't really expect 6-0 and going on anything you like. So Celtic's performance uh, was sublime in places. Uh, and 
as I said at the start I think Dundee were very lucky not to lose 10 goals on the day Yeah going forward Alex yeah. it was a very very convincing performance and clearly signs there um, of what he's going to try and achieve from the Celtic team yeah, it was interesting, Gorman. When you see his lineup. Uh, McGregor was almost the quarterback. He was pulling the strings, and that allowed uh, Rogic, Turnbull, uh, Abada, Christie, and uh, Kyogo to do what they did very well. I thought uh, the intensity, the overwhelmed Dundee. I said to Hugh prior to uh, coming in, the with the greatest respect to some of the Dundee midfield, they don't have the legs to match the firepower that these guys had, and they just get overrun on the day. And as Hugh said, uh, I think they got off lately with six 0 uh, Let's bring in Ronnie. In Cumbernauld Ronnie what did you make of that yesterday How pleasing was it Oh absolutely superb Fan- Fantastic performance As I said As, as you said We've not had a lot to shout about Over the calendar year But uh, Absolutely I thought absolutely brilliant This was, this was a great performance yesterday it, And uh, I think I saw, you know, Obviously the game on Thursday night as well Taking four off by Jablonic That also kind of gave us a wee mm-hmm. back And a fine stead For coming up to Thursday But I think the team now is getting together and obviously we Japanese guy we Kyogi uh, crucial fan whoever he's called you know the, the next Shinuki Nakamura you know what I mean definitely if he performs like that every week I think every Celtic fan will be obviously will be bursting at the seams so well you know and the other point was about the, the United game well, I well, let's do one at a time Ronnie I'll let you back in so that we can try and cut through some of them The what about the manager we just heard from him is he starting to see what he's trying to bring his stamp on the team you can see that yesterday Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. He's done, he's done, he's done an absolutely fantastic job. As I said, he's got the team working the way he wants it to work, as opposed to the old style. So he's he's putting his mark on the team, which is good, which is what, which is what you want from every new manager coming into a new, coming into a team. You know, they want to they want to kind of set their own pace and say, right, okay, I want things done this way. You know what I mean? And that's basically what they've kind of that's what they've achieved anyway, as far as I'm concerned just now. And I know it's only two games. And as the old saying is, one swallow doesn't make a summer. But another few games like that, and I think you'll see Celtic will be will be back on top where they should be. You know what I mean? Well, that, that was the point of all this, Hugh. Everyone said over the summer it was a huge rebuild. The player uh-huh. turnover has been big. It's going to keep getting bigger. You don't need me to run through it all. No. You, manager leaving, chief exec, all the rest of it. So everyone knew it was going to be a big rebuild. What the Celtic fans were looking for initially was a sign, a sign of progress. Yeah. Are you heading in the right direction? Is the manager managing to get his message across? So, on the basis of yesterday, that those would be a re- resounding yes. They set the bar at a high level yesterday, but uh, they must also bear in mind that new signings are still required. At the back, signings are definitely required. I commend Anthony Ralston for a show of moral courage. The Celtic supporters don't want him there. It's the fault of Celtic that he started there. It's the fault of dodgy recruitment that they haven't uh, addressed the full-back position or the central defensive position as well. However, I commend him for two goals in two league games, a show of moral courage. But Celtic also need cover up front because it's more than likely that Edward will be gone before the end of the window. Uh, Furuhashi has made a sensational start. Abadi has made a terrific start as well. But still more signings mm. required Yeah I mean I think everyone knows that Alex yeah. And that, that will take care of itself If we limit ourselves just for the meantime yep. To yesterday What What is it about this way that, that Celtic are trying to play That that clicked and worked so well yesterday? As I said Gordon He sacrificed Sorrow And put an extra offensive player uh, into the mix as well I think the front three 
the press that they put on, particularly Kyogo, you know, the work rate, you know, normally when you're scoring goals at the rate he was doing yesterday so quickly, I think you get the hat trick within 67 minutes. But it was a work rate because what that does is it sets the tone for the rest behind Gordon. Christie was high tempo, Abada high tempo as well. And as I said earlier on, it overwhelmed. So you can clearly see signs of what Postacoglo is actually trying to implement. Uh, and it starts with his front three. Uh, and obviously, what Hughes touched on, that will take care of itself. But you have to give uh, credit to Ralston as well. You know, we were on a show a couple of weeks ago and saying they're crying out for a right back. He's a two league game, scored two goals, yep. put in decent performances. So you have to credit this young guy mm. because you're looking for character for the for first and foremost. And he's most certainly stood up. Let's hear uh, from the manager on Kyogo Furuhashi. He says he showed exactly why he brought the striker to the club. And he thinks the Japanese striker could have scored even more. It's quite incredible. That, um, he could have probably had a couple more as well. But I think people see what I've seen in him for the last three, four years. It's not just his goals, it's his movement. And it's just his willingness to work. I mean, he, he closed down players. And I think, if anything, that buys more into the kind of person he is. And I think the fans really appreciate that because it's great getting the goals. But when they see his efforts um, in a defensive sense, they know that he's... He's given everything for the show. Um, you know, Ronnie, you mentioned Kyogo Furuhashi. I know there's a long way to go. No one's getting ahead of themselves, but he's on track to become a real fan's favourite amongst the Celtic fans, is he not? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. If he can perform like that every single week, obviously I know it's a tall order, but even every few years, well, you're not looking for that every week, but you want him to keep the momentum flowing. And obviously to get the Celtic fans on board is... You score a hat trick every week. I think every Celtic fan will will be over the moon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. He, he, he has a terrific chance to build upon what he achieved yesterday because Jablonets will be at Celtic Park on Thursday. He can score more goals against them in front of what will be a huge crowd at Celtic Park. Then it's Hearts. Talking about the chance for early revenge, the defeat at Tynecastle. Mm. Now it's the League Cup. Hearts on Sunday at Celtic Park Another full house Another chance for Furuhashi Followed by St Mirren At Celtic Park So he has Terrific chance to build his confidence Build his goal tally Before Celtic then go to play Rangers at Ibrox By the time he gets to Ibrox On the 29th of August He could be Emperor Furuhashi Yeah I mean Alex what impressed you? you I think you mentioned The yeah. work rate off the ball Because that's what allows yeah. you To sustain attacks Isn't it you, When we look at strikers We're very Understandably The headline is Did they get the ball Did they stick it in the back of the net did, You know, Did they hold it up But I wonder if more and more now Because of the very specific way That managers like Ange Postacoglu And various others Want to play What they do off the ball Is extremely important Yeah, yeah they want to strangle teams Gordon You know there was times That they were that you had centre halves or, or full backs Looking to play it down the line This guy's tracking 20-30 yards To bust a gut To then uh, stop that Going up to the, the, the strikers uh, Big Sheridan up front And by doing that All it does is Keep them penned in And it allows Celtic To overwhelm them They did that time after time uh, it was impressive uh, The interesting thing is When you've got better technical players Who are looking to try and play out And they break that initial pace Obviously Dundee couldn't do that yesterday But The first and foremost mm-hmm. You're looking for the guy To put that work rate in uh, Thank you to Ronnie Let's bring in Paul In the Merchant City Paul What impressed you most About Celtic yesterday? Uh, quite quite a lot of positives I have to say Dundee were uh, but Didn't really put up much of a fight mm-hmm. I think um, Charlie Adam must be some player If he got Player of the season last year But he did allow Celtic to be more mobile, and I don't know if they could be as aggressive against better teams. But um, I thought I thought Anthony Ralston was an absolute standout. Um, 
I don't know about Hugh's point about him, uh, the Celtic fans not wanting him. He's came through the youth ranks. Uh, I think they suffered under Brendan Rodgers and then they really got a chance under Neil Lennon. So, um, but, I, you know, if you use him as an example of how quickly football can turn around, this is my whole point about Hugh's ridiculous comment about Celtic finishing third and no one's seen that coming. Well, how, how did we not see it coming? It could only improve. Well, I'd say to you, uh, Rory, that, uh, Paul rather, uh, there are 36 games still to be played. So how can it be ridiculous after two games and there are 38 to be played? Because you made a statement more than once about the symbolic state of Celtic and uh, if this continues, then there'll be a lot, you know, Aberdeen will overtake them. And, and that, might, that might well be the case. But, I mean, considering that Dominic Mackay is just in, Dominic Mackay is just in the door, uh, Postacoglu's in the door He's clearly uh, Identified Kyogi From his time in Japan So who, who knows Who else he can, he can unearth uh, His time as a, as a sort of Yeah but you but, you but you said to me That what I said was ridiculous And then you said there That might be the case I can't believe we argue over Hugh Keevan's predictions We yeah. know he gets them all wrong I know It's going to be wrong It'll you be wiped think, out within think, a couple of weeks You would think that people After a six goal victory Ten goals in two games Would have more to worry about than what I say You're very important People take you very seriously uh, Paul what about Furuhashi um, You know we heard from the manager there Saying that showed exactly why He brought the striker to the club Because of the Odson Edwards situation is is it inevitable Paul People will say you know Can he Replace Odds and Edward They're clearly very different But Looks like There's the makings of a goal scorer there Obviously I, I think I think it's imperative That Celtic uh, Hold on to Ryan Christie Given that he made most of the chances For Kyogi But I also noticed That And David Turnbull has done this Since he came to the club He always looks to play the forward pass um, So For they two They've got a, a willing runner um, that, that maybe Edward or Ayeti mm-hmm. don't, don't offer um, whether he, my, my worry about him is that he will. Uh, I, I, you know, I remember somebody saying, I think Ruth Hillett once said about Messi, somebody will catch him, and I, I just have visions of a an industrial centre half, maybe, maybe you know, waiting on him, and, and, and you know, but, but he certainly looks up for it in terms of his press and his application, dream debut, but you know, everything in moderation. I'm not going to go over the score and one. Uh, one way that, that Hugh did in the other, um, in the sense that, but he's, he certainly looks as if he's, mm. uh, you know, a, a player. Um, I, I think the jury's out on the lad Starfelt in the sense that he looks as if he's playing out of position uh, as a clearly a right-footed uh, central defender. So there's still, you know, many, many games to go. I mean, if would that Celtic team beat the current Rangers team? I, I, I very much doubt it. Physically, they wouldn't be up to it and it would be far too open. Um, but you can see the difference in Callum McGregor right away that he's not, dare I say, babysitting Scott Brown, who was an absolute legend at the club. But you can see the freedom that he's now playing as Alex is the quarterback role um, and everything's gone through him. So, yeah, but Kyogi certainly looks, um, dare I say, Larson-esque in his... Uh, in his uh, Certainly, goal celebration was that. So, yeah. You yeah. see, that's that's a that's a ridiculous comment to me. <laughs> Paul, you want to that? I can't believe it, Paul. Comparing him to Henrik Larsson, the third time 
Third top all time goal scorer at Celtic. It's a ridiculous comment to me. <laughs> Paul, you should have seen his eyes. Company, Paul. <laughs> his eyes lit up when you said that, Paul. Have a good night. That was Paul in the oh, Merchant City. 01419511025. Get your calls in. We'd be delighted to hear from you next. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard after these. So, Rangers fans, where did it go wrong at the weekend? You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here to reflect on a busy weekend in Scottish football. Do we have it any other way? I don't think so. We're on Twitter as well as the phones. Christopher says, Call me a pessimist. Christie will be off by the end of the window. He's selling himself right now. I hope there's a contingency plan when he does. Uh, Mr RFK says Yesterday was just with the Celtic fans Needed goals Quality Togetherness Fans back Early days But the team showed together Something lacking massively Last year Kyogo showed a lot of quality In his movement and positioning 01419511025 It all kicked off in fairly dramatic circumstances At Tannadice Stephen Gerrard says They didn't show enough Against Dundee United to win the game He says they were not at their top level And did not have enough quality in the final third From our point of view not enough Not good enough Over the course of the 90 minutes I'm not sure we deserve to lose the game But you always give yourself uh, Or you always put yourself in that position If you don't go and score goals Away from home our quality What we created today It wasn't enough And um, whilst the game's at 0-0 You've always got that risk If you get one, one thing wrong Or a couple of things wrong You know that goal can come So um, the result and the performance is on me me and my team and we'll, we'll have to accept that and move on pretty quickly yeah look, look I, I've got belief and confidence in all my attacking players that we can go anywhere and score goals of course I have but that's when they're at the best that's when they're at the best and that's when we show quality and um, and we force that breakthrough at places like this um, credit to Dundee they defended really well um, so if we don't create enough and then um, we don't create clear cut chances that's on me and that's on us 01419511025 what did you make of that one at Tannadice Gym is in Rutherglen From a, a Rangers perspective Jim what did you make Of the performance It obviously ended in defeat What, what was your take on it? Lackluster Lackluster Very very disappointing um, Disappointing Ryan Kent's performance Not just in that game The game before That against my own Nah Just Don't know what's wrong with the boy But Nah It just was neglecting from Every second touch His ball He either went to An opposition player Or his control was just I don't know what It's just no It's just no like him at all Yeah what did you make of that Alex Because like Rangers fans now yeah. are they, they ra- Rangers raised the bar last year And with, with that comes New expectations And yeah it's only Two quiet games for Ryan Kent It's easy to, yeah. to put it into some context But But, but people are looking for, for Match winners to step up When things are tight Or You can just You can understand why fans Were a bit frustrated at the weekend Yep yeah, uh, I think uh Jim on the lines, uh, correct. I think when he when he was saying that the pedestrian, uh, I, I thought they lacked intensity. They lacked a cutting edge, and uh, first and foremost, you start to look at the offensive players. Uh, you know, obviously Morelos is just back uh, from uh, quarantine. He wasn't quite up to speed. Uh, Ryan Kent, you're looking as one of your match winners. You know, a couple of weeks ago we were trying to predict a possible player of the year. He he came into that bra- uh, reckoning that bracket, uh, and he hasn't quite quite hit the heights, but. If you look at the rest of it, uh, the rhythm and the way that they played, um, you know, you can't disagree with Stephen Gerrard when he says they didn't create enough chances because I don't even think, I think they'd one shot for distance for Tavernier mm. in 90 minutes, Gordon. It's nowhere near enough. And the biggest problem of the whole day for me was you have three midfielders, very similar, playing from behind the ball. You don't ask any questions of the midfield because they're always comfortable and they're always in a defensive shape. 
And and that, that's one of the reasons why for me They didn't uh, create enough opportunities Hugh, I take me back to the opening weekend of the season against Livingston uh-huh. Where we watched that game And the consensus was This was just like last season Where Rangers just totally in control of the game um, And maybe even had periods in it where they weren't brilliant But won convincingly in the end Whereas Saturday was a bit different Because last season Rangers did find ways to win those games And, and of course they didn't at the weekend Everyone now says though And Stephen Gerrard had to address this question today That this is because of people being back inside grounds And and I repeat the point Conor Goldson uh, Tavernier Ryan Kent Whom Rangers paid £7 million to get Don't forget These guys made their names in front of crowds And that's why they're at Rangers uh, So I don't believe that it's got anything to do with Full grounds or empty grounds I believe that they've started poorly Sluggishly Lacklustre As Jim on the line says But They have a chance tomorrow To reset And relight the fire uh, And they have to take that chance Because the pressure on Rangers Going into this game tomorrow Will be Massive Because So many assumptions have been made About Champions League money Well Unless they find a way to beat Malmo There'll be no Champions League money Yeah I mean Jim Would that be the thing that Annoyed you as well Alex Ray talking about The, the Dundee United keeper Had quite a quiet afternoon Didn't he? Very very quiet Very very quiet Again If you're not giving As in Morelos If you're not giving him Supplying him with the franchise What's he going to do? Come back to the halfway line If you look at the game Ryan Kent I know what's in his making He comes back But if you look at him he was in the centre circle Picking up the ball But so, Ryan Kent yeah. Ryan Kent And should be in the opposition half mm. Just past the centre circle It was a weird one that Alex Because I, I, I take Jim's point about yeah. dropping deep But actually what's been A real strength of, of Rangers as a whole And involving Ryan Kent recently Has been He does pop up Kind of everywhere Or he certainly drifts in In a central area But we didn't really see that what, So what, yeah. what is that to do with The makeup of the midfield Tactically Something Dundee United did yeah, well, if you look at uh, the Dundee United setup, Gordon, they, they played with three narrow folks. Butcher and Hearts played narrow. Uh, and when Rangers were trying to play into pockets, they were just basically playing into traffic. You know, they had a decent line because no one was running beyond. And that's when I was trying to uh, emphasise that you need a midfield runner to try and breach that line, to take them beyond so that the back line uh, has to deepen as well. So I just felt as if the rhythm, the actual way that Rangers were playing on the day, it was far too easy for Dundee United to cope with because they had two banks... And they were very good in the transition as well. You know, I, th- I honestly thought that Peter Pollitt and Chalmers were excellent. Mm. I thought they caused problems, they got them up the pitch. Uh, and, I, and I just felt as if that the game plan worked so much better. And I was quite surprised that there was not a change at half-time because it was clearly not working in the middle of the park. Uh, so it was a case of trying to get either um, Arfield on because he can go beyond. And, and it just gives you another option. Mm. And it, it, it was it 67 minutes before the first substitution, something like that. So... I just felt as if there was an opportunity missed and it could have been done a little, a, a little bit quicker. What else jumped out at you from the game, Jim? Any other talking points? <laughs> well, the major talking points, I'm surprised it's leaving me brought up with the panel, the two. Obviously, Alex watched the game, he's obviously watched the game on the day. What part in the Salomon Groove tackle did the Lionsman no participate in? When the ball's played to Morelos, he's in front of Salomon Groove, the other boy that's coming back in the left back, He's a yard behind Charlie McGrew. McGrew pulled Morelos down. What part did the lineman play in this? He's on that side of the park. How do you know he didn't play a part? 
what if he didn't think it was a red card? I'm saying, how do you know he didn't play a part? They're mic'd up, remember? They talk to each other all the time. You don't know what the, what the linesman said to the ref or didn't say. Well, if you look at the camera view from where you see it from, the linesman can only see Morales in front. They can't see a defender. Mm. And then we'll grow pals and down. So it's no, in my eye, and it's no pimpy glasses. It's obviously it's a red card and the referee's bottled it. Why, why do you say the referee bottled it? The referee was right on top of the incident, immediately showed a yellow card, was quite clear and concise. Uh, in his decision making Why do you say he bottled it? If he's three yards behind play How can he How can he determine The linesman got to help him But I just said but Jim this is the point I'm trying to make The linesman might have helped him You don't know what was said Between them They're mic'd up well, that's a different matter um, Which I, is fine I would, Which is fair Because listen Of course we can debate that I'm not yeah. saying it was Or wasn't a red I'm talking about The, the part that the linesman Did or yeah. didn't play in it I would also dispute Jim's uh, Observation that he's not seeing it through blue tinted specs Of course he is, he's a Rangers fan I, I, I would expect him to see it through blue tinted specs But I repeat Rows about red cards are like Face masks on buses, they're mandatory <laughs> Very topical yeah. um, Alex God, I, It God, was one yeah. of them, you could, you could see this coming a mile off yeah. Because it was certainly in that bracket Of if it's your team you think it's yeah, a red course. And then Ryan Edwards is also clearly close enough for it for it to be an interesting debate. Yeah, but without doubt, when I when I seen it at the time, I, I, I recognised that Edwards was very close to it. Now going back to uh, Jim's point there about the linesman making the decision from looking along there, I think at that particular time, I think it's down to the ref. Obviously, the, the discussion will take place, but at that particular time, I think the the referee is closer to mm. make the call because he will determine whether Edwards was close enough to actually make the call. Now, if the linesman's looking along the line. And Morelos goes round him I would probably say that the, the, the linesman Is obscured Depending where Edwards is Because you have to get through Morelos Now The argument would be is If Morelos shifts that onto his right foot Edwards is on his left He may well get mm. shot off So that's to determine Whether it's a goal scoring opportunity And then you have to make that yeah. within a second So And it has to be an obvious goal scoring opportunity yeah. it, You can clearly understand it Without going one way or the other can't yeah, you? It's, but, it's one of those that's Gordon, I've actually seen them given. Uh, I've seen it many times because it's down to uh, interpretation by the ref at that particular time because he's clearly done McGrew. He's bearing down, he's away from him and then you would see it as a red in certain instances. I, I th- this time he's gone with a yellow card. I think it's a backhanded compliment to Charlie McGrew's performance on Saturday because if you were a Rangers fan, you'd say, I'd love it if he was sent off because it, it, it could have changed the, 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 compl- the complexity of the situation because... Charlie McGrew had a terrific match at the back for Dundee United. Yeah, yeah two centre backs yeah, did, didn't they? Yeah, listen, I actually felt as if there was a couple of instances in the first half when Tavernier got down that right hand side, Gordon. And what what you would find was that Morelos was breaking his neck to get in between the, uh, the sticks six yards out, and you see Kent pulling off towards the penalty spot, and it was just that decision making. It wasn't quite right on the day Because if he'd have cut it back He would have a free shot at goal Thank you Jim Let's bring in Andy And see what jumped out at him From the game at Tanadice Andy How you doing guys Okay Good thanks yeah, good. I just think well, We just look a bit so disjointed And I don't know what's causing it You know what I mean I really don't know what's happening here uh, But Just something that I'll be saying about the subs I, See see the boy launched from me He might turn out a big player But see right now I'd be starting Scott Wright I really would I'd be starting him You know the beginning and he hardly get, get any time on. Once from just, it looks as if he's not quite in the flow with the team yet, the way we play and things like that. 
You know what I mean? So I would definitely start with Scotties. I don't know. Do you know if Hadji's going to be playing tomorrow? Uh, yeah, well, I he's not available, he's, but he's, he's, he's available by the looks of things. Alex, John Lundstrom may well go on to have an unbelievable season for Rangers. It's, yeah. it's very difficult to tell at the moment. I think what what is clear from most of the Rangers fans that phone in is taking a bit of time to get. Yeah. Is that fair? Gordon, I, I was on record as saying at the weekend, I'm not quite sure on that right-hand side what he's actually bringing to it. And that's partly because you three midfielders are very similar. You know, they're guys that they don't want to go on the ball and they want to play, but you can't have three. So for me, Davis and Kamara, because of what they've done over the last couple of years, are the go-to guys. So you need a different option on that right-hand side. Is that what he's meant to do, though? Because he's more of a powerful runner, is he not? Is he not about, you know, carrying the ball or, or bursting... Runs off of it It's interesting because I didn't quite see him As that mm. type of player As a guy who went in If you look at his goal scoring record Over the years It's no yep. prolific Whereas I see a Scott Arfield Who can say 8-10 goals mm. So I see, I see a different type I see in the Rebo Who brings something totally different To two guys that are actually uh, Ball playing would you, midfielders would, would you have taken Lindstrom off at half time? I, I said at the time I, bec- I didn't think the balance was right Hugh And I felt as if um, Kamara and Davis Are the go-to guys You know for me They've been Really impressive over over the course of the last year. So, I would have stuck with him uh, and probably t- substituted Lindstrom mm-hmm. purely just to try and change something different. But the thing is, as I said, to try and give balance at the weekend as well. He's only played a couple of games at Rangers. He's yeah. trying to find out the actual system and things. And one of the things as well, Gordon is, and this is when you look at the way Sheffield United would have played over the last couple of years, they would have had very limited uh, possession stats. Yeah. Now you're there. You're mm-hmm. like supposed to dominate the game, so you have to kind of. Alter things in your mindset That you are now The quarterback You're the guy That's going to make things happen What did you make about Make of the goal The Rangers lost I mean there's obviously An element of Good fortune yeah. for Dundee United With the way it breaks sure. But there's still a lot To dislike if you're Stephen Gerrard I'm sure Yeah well listen I heard one or two things Over the weekend About who's to blame And who's at fault For me as a midfielder When you're tracking that original Because what happens is The ball comes out to the left winger Tavernier engages So he's now Kind of almost put his cell Out of the game the young boy Robson underlaps But the one thing I would say is When you look at the distances between Connor Golson And Tavernier I think that space could have been uh, marked better Rather than just stand and mark your man's Because the space then becomes a problem Because he's dropped Lundstrom So firstly Lundstrom uh, has to track him And I think Connor Golson could particularly have come over And gave a wee bit more cover mm. But I, I heard some suggestions at the weekend That Tavernier could have recovered I've never heard anything so ridiculous Because he's committed to the, the original one which Robson then goes in behind. And the confident of bouncing back tomorrow? I well, if we play get back to our best, we can play Ibox I thought we yeah, European nights Ibox always brilliant. Yeah, if we can just get really back I'm hoping hope he actually starts with Manila Supplement again tomorrow. I really do, because he I know he's not had a lot of game time, but he's a few chances the other day. So I I'm I'm pretty confident. I'm not getting down half to now. Uh just I know even Barisic, he looks a bit jaded. No, I think Barisic even looks a bit jaded. I th- I th- listen, it's, it's, it's interesting because people are coming back at different times depending where they were at Euros. Mm-hmm. I think but they did four people. Uh, so you had Barisic, Holanda, Kamara, and Alfredo come back for the, the, the Copa America. So there was guys coming back at different times, Gordon. Andy, thank you. 01419511025. It's a perfect time to get your call in because you could be up next after these. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Battled the rain to get here I've worried about you in particular I know you oh. don't drive How did you manage? It took me, it took me 90 minutes to get from Motherwell to Clyde Bank today I, I stared out the window and I thought I think that rain's going off a bit 
And <laughs> left under those circumstances And it, as you know It's a 10 to 15 minute walk From my place to the railway station It came on like there was no tomorrow I deliberately left early Because I had to go and get something to eat first in my way in My early dinner Ended up Four wee bicks up the stairs In the Clyde One canteen Because <laughs> I didn't arrive here Till half five no, This is the latest I've ever So if, if you think I'm talking More rubbish than usual That's why I'll blame it on the lack of Preparation I'm time. buying a kayak I've decided Quite right Anyway 01419511025 And the phone's At Clyde SSB On Twitter um, Ross is a Celtic fan And Pollock Ross I know you've got A kind of general point About crowds What about yesterday First of all What did you make Of the performance um, well, first of all, hi, Alec, hi, hi you, and hi, Gordon. I hi. hope you're all well. Good, thanks. Um, yeah, yesterday was, I was blown away yesterday, absolutely blown away. Um, the Celtic that we've seen over the last 18 months um, seems to have vanished as of yesterday. Um, but I don't want to speak too soon. But no, honestly, I, I thought yesterday it was very, very positive. And it's been a while since I've actually used that phrase in the same sentence as Celtic. Yeah, do you think that's exactly what Celtic fans were looking for, Hugh? Because again, mm. you know the way these things work. Celtic are getting praised for yesterday, rightly so. Then other people say, "I ah, don't go overboard, it was only Dundee, there's 36 games to go. All of that can be true at the same time. Yeah. Celtic fans at this stage needed a sign, needed an indication that things are heading in the right direction, that the style might work and that the new players are going to thrive here. So if you if you watch the game yesterday, you can understand why Ross is so happy. With a role reversal in the bragging rights game, uh, Rangers were poor at Tannadice and lost. Celtic finished Sunday night above Rangers in the league table. Uh, for the Celtic fans like Ross, it was just uh, a dream weekend, and made better for them by the fact that the football was so good. Uh, I'm not going to annoy anyone by talking about Dundee. The Celtic football, in its own right, was terrific. Uh, Furuhashi's chance-taking, he got a hat-trick, might have had five or six. Uh, Abadi, as I say, uh, continues to, to look the part. Uh, Ryan Christie, the passing was out of this world from him. Anthony Ralston, the, the, everything about it was joyous for the Celtic supporters. But as Ross has rightly said... Need to keep a lid on it You know They've got a chance now They've got uh, Jabalich Thursday night They've got Hearts In the League Cup On Sunday They've got St Mirren To follow that So they've got a chance To build momentum now I've no doubt That James McCarthy Will come in Sometime over that Period of time uh, And The chance is there They must also What are we now The 9th of August They've got three weeks yeah. Signings must be made before the end of August Ross there are Sorry Alex I was going to say to Ross There are some football cliches That you keep bumping into Ross Because they they do seem to be relevant Strikers getting off to a good start Finding the back of the net early It it does seem to to come around every time And for Furuhashi to have What is it Four goals in the space of a week Or half a week How important might that be? Is that to me? Sorry sorry, Ross Um, no, um, no, yeah, definitely, Gordon. Um, just that's the first time I've properly really watched um, Kyogo yesterday, and um, it reminds me of um, a sort of Gary Hooper kind of striker. He just knows how to find areas in the box. Um, like the second goal with Christie yesterday, he just he knew where the space was, and I think that's what we've been missing. Somebody to get into those wee spaces and find and finish. Um, but I definitely think he's gave Odson Edwards something to think about because if he does want to go, then we've got a replacement in, in Kyogo waiting. 
Yeah, I mean, Alex said mm. the one came on and scored the penalty, of course. Listen, um, I have to be honest with you. Sorry, Gordon. I, I don't think Edward will be worrying too much about that. I think he's already made up his mind that his future lies elsewhere. Uh, you're right, he came on and got that penalty. Um, I think, you know, Hugh mentioned three weeks before the window closes, and without doubt they need uh, uh, re- recruitments uh, in the building soon. And um, I think, you know, when you look at uh, Ryan Christie, Gordon, it's a really interesting one because they're now back in negotiations, uh, if you listen to the press this morning. They will most certainly have to break what they originally gave them because why would they actually kind of move from that stance? And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see because his contract's finishing, what, just over three months? So uh, they will most certainly want to keep him because of the performances he's putting out at the moment. You can, I think it was one of the previous callers was talking about that there was almost like a chain yesterday. So Ryan Christie, I think, got the three assists. So Furuhashi gets the, the credit for the goals, Christie for the assists. But but even before that, it, it was gen. You know, David Turnbull would almost get that. There'll be a technical term for it that I don't know. You know, it's the assist before the assist, if you like. Of course, he, he was instrumental as well. Yeah, and then you know, Tom Rogic chipping in. It was a different look to 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 that Celtic midfield. Yeah, and listen, I don't mean we're not trying to be disrespectful to uh, Dundee. I think that they actually sacrificed sorrow. Because they knew that we'd have the lion's share of the ball And by actually putting an extra body in there Gordon So whether it was Rogic or Turnbull You have just got guys that are creating time after time And they're very technical players And as Hugh says Kyogo could quite easily have scored another two or three goals Because of that service And then in the given day Playing with that particular personnel You've got five players that are just mm. Wave after wave after wave Because you have so much of the ball And I think they can overwhelm teams It's when you come up against the better opposition Where you have to sacrifice one of these key players because I don't see I don't see Celtic going with one quarterback. I think you'd end up going with two. If there is one player that might more than many others epitomise what Ange Postecoglou is trying to do in terms of going forward, the, the type of football that he said he wanted fans to be out of their seats all the time, that one player might very well be Ryan Christie. Over mm. over to you, Celtic. Uh, Ross, I know you had some other stuff on your mind as well. Take it away. Um, yeah, so I had a general point um, on the crowds And that's a point to Alec or Hugh But how much of a confidence boost do you think Rangers and Celtic will, will benefit From the fact that it's going to be the first full stadium in over 18 months And uh, I'm getting to go to Celtic Park on Thursday night And I'm really, really excited for it But how much of a confidence do you think those players will be up for it Even more now, the fact that it's going to be full stadium Lovely, they'll, 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 they'll all love it uh, as I say, I just don't buy into the fact that Rangers shrivel because people are inside the ground. That that, that for me is a nonsense. Uh, I go back to the European game against Braga at Ibrox uh, over a year ago where Rangers were two down and one three two in front of a full house. So Rangers can play in front of people. The Celtic players were supposed to have suffered more than any other, according to Neil Lennon, from not having people inside the ground. But the noise yesterday and uh, Furuhashi... Uh, Kept increasing the decibel level with every goal uh, was incredible. Who wouldn't want that? Even the, the Livingston Aberdeen game. Now I know that they shouldn't have come on to the park, the Aberdeen fans, but the that's, noise. That's eighteen months of pent up frustration, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Gordon. The noise when Aberdeen made it one all against Livingston, if you please, on the second game of the season. Yeah, yeah the noise was incredible, and then the, the the winning goal showed that people want to be back at the football. Celtic fans, Rangers fans, Aberdeen yeah. fans, anybody's fans, they want to be back and the excitement level has risen 
visibly yeah. and audibly. You were yeah. there, Alex, at the weekend. Yeah. And what was it, four and a half thousand Dundee yeah, United Dundee fans? Man. I bet it sounded like more. Yeah, you have to say, Gordon, you're absolutely right. Because they have been starved of this, we're going back to last March. I think it was the 12th, 12th of March at, at Ibrox. This will be the first full house since the 12th of March of last year. It's, it's incredible. And it gives it people an opportunity because football is your national sport. We love to go and watch the game. And punters want to get back into the game. So... You know, Ross is, just can't wait to go and see Celtic on Thursday And it's understandable because like every other fan in the country They're just desperate to go in and support their team Looking forward to it, Ross? Uh, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it um, The fact that I've obviously been unfortunate And not get to any of the balloted games So this is the first time I've stepped in say, Celtic Park Since March last year And just the relief that I'm getting to go back to Something that I really, really love and enjoy Is just, it's it's emotional um, But you know Again As I say I'm really looking forward To Tuesday night as well Because as a Celtic fan And I might be the only Celtic fan That thinks this But I really do hope Rangers do well And I hope they go through And I hope the Rangers fans On Tuesday night Have a, a marvellous night In the Champions League And I hope the fans Obviously From both clubs Support our club In the right manner But just the fact That we're managing To get back to games now Is just something That we've been looking for and I'm just grateful the fact that we've got a club to go back and watch Brilliant. Go on and enjoy it Ross to any any fan that gets out to a full house this weekend no matter what the team please enjoy it my goodness what an occasion it will be we are on Twitter as well you can tweet us you can give us a call and it's already how fast has that been time for this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Ah, oh, what a way to start a new week By getting a victory on Beat the Pundit Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray I'll give you the, the, the secrets from behind the scenes They came into this studio at 5 to 6 Hugh immediately reached for his sharpie That's a pen by the way And he was signing ball after ball after ball Because the pundits have been giving so many away Let's see what you can do tonight 0141 951 1025 You come on here You take on Hugh or Alex And if you get more questions right than them You win that signed ball You do need to call before 7 o'clock So be quick Your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here at 0141-951-1025 in the phones. It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. So if you've got anything to say after the weekend, we'd love to hear it from you. We kicked off hearing from Ange Postacoglu. He's waxing lyrical about Kyogo Furuhashi, as are most of you on the phone. A convincing win yesterday. Lots of love out there for Ryan Christie and various other aspects of Celtic's victory. So any more on that, keep them coming in. Stephen Gerrard says Rangers didn't show enough against Dundee United on Saturday. If you think we've missed anything, keep them coming. And I'm sure there's plenty of time to move on to the weekend's other talking points after we do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. Producer Callum came through during the news and he says he thinks since we started back it's pun Pundits 5 Listeners 5 He thinks oh, You don't oh. get that type of uncertainty From Black Arthur He'll probably no. chip in With his spreadsheet very soon But we think it's quite close So let's see what Gareth In Stevenson's got for us tonight Hi Gareth Hello As a Kilmarnock fan Gareth you'll be happy With the start to the season Bouncing straight back up Yeah If there's any hope We will do yeah uh, Couple of wins No goals conceded So yeah It's looking good so far 
Good way to do it in dramatic fashion as well You win the Ayrshire Derby And then mm-hmm. you score late on At Queen of the South To win at the weekend Fans are going crazy That's that's the way to start a season Is it not? Yeah I told you They're back the fans And they were travelling I mean it was Queen of the South That Kilmarnock were playing mm-hmm. away So Dumfries is a fair old journey And back in good numbers nine, Nearly a thousand Aberdeen fans At Livingston as well So that's not exactly round the corner from the Granite City either. Some some of the footage from that late winning goal by Big Naismith was brilliant. You know, you seen it from behind the goal, those young kids there and everything. It was tremendous, son. Yeah, a long way to go, but like we said, it's two wins yep. from two. There is an yep. experienced bunch there. Our friend of the show, Chris Burke, still there. Jason Naismith, who scored. Liam Polworth, Stephen McGinn. There's an experienced yeah. looking group. Yeah, they've recruited very well. And when you look at the personnel at, the, at their disposal, you'd expect them to bounce straight back up. But the thing is, it's important to do it in the first season, Gordon. Uh, my favourite link though, Gareth, was um, is it, it's Innes Cameron, isn't it, that scored in the, the Ayrshire Derby? Ah, uh, yeah, he scored the penalty, yep. Big Innes, they were putting on Twitter. You remember that <laughs> episode of Still Game? <laughs> it's the best ever. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, somebody tweeted into Gavin Wallace and said to him to play the Still Game tune the next time he scores, and he's, he said he was going to do it, so we'll see if he's true to his word. <laughs> Big Innes, wouldn't like to share a changing room with him, right? Anyway, let's play Beat the Pundit. I'm going to toss the coin. If it's heads, it will be Hugh Keevans, and if it's tails, it will be Alex Ray. And it's tails. Alex Ray up against Gareth from Stevenson. So we'll give Alex Ray some Clyde too. And that means he can't steal your answers, Gareth. Let me find my pen. You've got 30 seconds. I know you've never played before, so I'll quickly run through 30 seconds. Answer as many questions right as you can. And if you do not know it, you just pass quickly and move on, okay? Yep. Let's go. 30 seconds starting now. Which North American club team did Kenny Miller play for? Uh, Vancouver Before Dundee United on Saturday Who were the last team to beat Rangers in a league game? Pass How many fixtures do each team play after the split in the Scottish top flight? Five Which SPFL team play their home games at Oakleview? Stenhouse Muir How many club teams has John McGinn played for? Three Who was the last permanent Hibs manager who'd previously been there as a player? John Collins Tough question that one Right okay Let's bring Alex Ray back Can you hear us Alex? I can yes Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock And your time Starts Now Which North American club team Did Kenny Miller play for? Uh, Toronto Before Dundee United on Saturday Who were the last team To beat Rangers In a league game? How many fixtures Did each team play After the split In the Scottish top flight? Five Which SPFL team Play their home games At Oakleview? Oak of you is the uh, Burton How many club teams Has John McGinn played for? Four Who was the last Permanent Hibs manager Who'd previously been there As a player? Uh, Yogi Hughes Which side are currently Bottom of the Scottish Championship table? That's QOS Okay okay Gareth how do you think That went? Uh, I think he's maybe Picked me <laughs> Do I like I like the I felt like Alex got the ones that Gareth maybe didn't and, and vice versa. versa I think this could be close Alex got Oak through Oak of you what's that is that uh, still Denny. Uh, Denny. Yeah. Uh, see these this is what gets me every week this low level stuff <laughs> you never, you've, never, you've never operated at that level oh, have you I think I passed through it once what a place though what a place great soup isn't it Hugh or is oh, that Aloha where's uh, the good Aloha's soup a great soup oh, is it yeah. right? I knew it was up that neck of the woods the Indo drill uh, right which North American club team did Kenny Miller play for Vancouver Whitecaps oh. 1-0 to Gareth before I uh, don't I give the answer away. Before Dundee United, it was the Ackies who last beat Rangers in a league game. So Alex Ray equalises. You both knew that there are five fixtures after the split, and only Gareth knew that Oakleview was Stenhouse Muir. So he goes one in front. He also knew that John McGinn's played for St Mirren, Hibs, and Aston Villa. 
So Gareth goes two in front oh. But you pulled one back Because John Hughes was the last Hibs manager Who'd previously been there as a player And you also knew That QOS were at the bottom of the championship table Gareth's team beat them at the weekend To send them there Which means it's a draw for a Monday night We've got a bit of drama Hugh For all as well High standard Hugh Very Not bad Not bad. Right Here's the deal I'm going to ask a question I will get Alex Ray to write his answer down And I'll then invite you to give me your attempt Okay Gareth Yep Right let's go Like this like Oh attention. stop it Can you no cut expense. that with a knife <laughs> How many teams competed in the qualifying system For this season's Champions League So Alex Ray if you could write your answer down So how many teams competed in the, the qualifying system For this team's champion This season's Champions League Show me a uh, bit of paper please the same, so, ooh, Right okay I'm going to go Show me it Oh right okay Gareth what are you going for Qualifying teams for just the Champions League mm-hmm. uh, 120 oh, oh, oh this is good I like it when you both do this It makes it really <sighs> easy for me to figure it out Alex has gone 124 Gareth's gone 120 The answer You're both miles off by the way it's 53 So oh, Gareth and Kilmarnock Well done to you The sign ball well done, Gareth. Is on its way to Stevenson Well done Gareth Cheers Good man There we go that Kill as a cucumber Jeez. Yeah. You just expect An it. odd number 53 I know Yeah someone well, must you know have got a buy thing or... about it Because I'm thinking about Overall But the actual qualifiers Is obviously the So mm. there we go Right well done Gareth Sign ball is on its way 01419511025 At Clyde SSB on Twitter Speaking of Twitter right our, our colleague Andrew McLean Who you'll have heard mm-hmm. on the show yeah. Out and about at the grounds In fact he was in this uh, Hot seat I was going to say But we stand Don't we We don't sit um, When I was off during the summer um, You know we always He's always good for a stat You know or, yep. You know, He'll tweet stats and, and that sort of thing He tries to rival Roger Hanna As the stats man of the team I'm not sure what you're going to make Of this one Hugh He's just tweeted 27 minutes ago To say that Former Kilmarnock defender Aaron Simpson Does the name ring a bell? Not really, no He's heading into the Love Island Villa tonight oh, dear Is that one that does it for you? Is that a stat that, that actually, interests you? No. I've seen, seen it on the So you played the, for Kilmarnock I've seen it in newspapers yeah. today, yeah Good so one, I think, boy I think it's Andrew's secret ambition To <laughs> be on Love chance. Island <laughs> I think there is every chance Did he not go on a secret date thing that Cassie was Oh, there was something like that uh, Having said that I, I could just stand here and pretend and slag it, but I looked, I looked Aaron Simpson up last See, night Just to check Just to check how many games He played for Kilmarnock See, it's my dream. I was curious My dream to go on Coronation Street But <laughs> Andrew's dream Is Love Island There we go He was one of Stevie Clark's First signings He made four appearances On loan from Wolves In 2018 He won every one of them Right Can he win the hearts Of the girls in the Love Island Villa there Who go. cares I didn't think you would Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five On the phones At Clyde SSB On Twitter uh, Let's look at the Opposition For Glasgow And I'm sure that means you can still get involved Celtic and Rangers fans There is one theme which holds this show together Any time Celtic or Rangers lose People say you don't give the opposition enough credit So let's do it Dundee United Good win for them Here's Thomas Courts Really pleased I was just saying that there I had a sneaking suspicion after the low of last week That maybe we could just do something special this week I don't know where it came from I just had a feeling And I think the boys were outstanding today Genuinely outstanding. I think when you look at a team of Rangers quality, you understand that there's there's multiple players that are going to have to play well. Bodies are going to have to get put on the line. You're going to have to see through moments of stress. And I think in terms of a game plan and more, I thought the boys delivered fantastically well on the pitch today. Context is important, Hugh. Oh. A win for Dundee United against Rangers at any time is very good. 
But against a backdrop Of a disappointing opening day defeat mm-hmm. A fan base that Maybe were a little bit Suspicious Of the appointment of Thomas Courts In the first place yep. To do that Under those circumstances Extra impressive um, yeah I, I'm not entirely sure I believe him When he said Oh I had a feeling That might happen You know If that's the case He should definitely Do the lottery uh, If he has those Kind of uh, clairvoyant feelings uh, But The goalkeeper Segrist Is first class Charlie McGrew Has been a terrific signing Pollitt I thought Set the tone For Dundee United Alec on Saturday Kept referring to Tempo Rangers lack of it Dundee United's uh, Abundance of it Um so a very good day But Thomas Courts has got many other games to negotiate Before he will fully have the support mm. of all the Dundee United fans And all without Lauren Shankland as well, yes. Alex Ray No, it's an interesting one Because there's speculation that he might well leave the club Gordon, I thought it would be a big blow for them But obviously Nicky Clatt led the line And if they get the money they're, they're talking about Then they've got an option to then try and get someone in the door But I thought overall, you know I think the way they went about their business They were very resolute, they were very dogged They got a little bit of fortunate with, with, with fortune with the mm. goal But you have to take it The, the, the finish and the execution was excellent and then he defended brilliantly afterwards So he, he's right to uh, laud his players For the way they went about their business uh, Craig is a Rangers fan What about that game at the weekend Craig? Alright James how you doing? Um, yeah look it's a disappointing one um, It really is um, And unlike Tam Cox I definitely wasn't clairvoyant enough To have seen that coming um, I don't think many people did uh, <clears throat> But it shows to me that a couple of things really One that I think when you look at the league this season You look at the teams that are in it I don't think there's an easy away game Really There Maybe Walsh County and Dundee Possibly um, But out with that you know, There's going to be tough away games um, But it's about how we handle it And I think you know, Rightly people question Whether or not these this Rangers team can play in front of fans Because you know, on paper you would look at the weekend and say Fans are back Rangers lose 1-0 Celtic win 6-0 Paints a worrying picture If you're a Rangers fan um, For me I think it's It makes tomorrow's game All that more important And all that much bigger uh, It was already big But I think the, the magnitude of it is, Has become seismic now Because not only Is it about progressing in, in, in Europe And trying to get into the Champions League And all the money that comes with that But it's also about getting back on the You know On, on the winning um, wagon again if you will You know, It's about making sure that uh, Saturday was nothing more than a blip And we can just you know, Dust ourselves down and move forward Because I think failure to win tomorrow would be There'd be real serious problems Craig, if, if that was Craig can I just float my theory How do you think James Tavernier And Conor Goldson and Borna Barisic Got to Ibrox If not For the fact that they forged their reputation Playing in front of fans I I can already sense That we're going to go around In circles on this one All season long You get it Because last season Rangers were very good And for the two games Or whatever The last two games They've been below that And people say What's the difference Fans being back We will never be able To prove it One way or the other If we're still having These discussions in May And there's been a dramatic Drop off in Rangers Throughout the season So be it But We're never going to be able to Prove it one way or the other And in fact if Rangers just can win their next few games convincingly, people probably will stop talking about it for a bit. I, I, it's, it's the concept that, that is puzzling me. 
You know, the, well, the people, uh, professional footballers yeah, but people, but can't play in front of people. Yeah, people reference the James Tavernier programme notes, don't they? And the, the, the admission that sometimes the pressure of it got to them, or whatever it was, I'm putting words in his well, mouth. Well, my interpretation of that, first of all, it should never have appeared in the programme. That was the fault of the people who prepared the programme because some of them should have said that, listen, James, we'll, we'll just leave that bit out. However, apart from that, uh, Rangers at that point were in Celtic shadow. And had been for some considerable time And therefore uh, The strain was on them And 10 was still a viable possibility Uh, But I cannot believe that after a season Like the one Rangers had there Winning the the title by 25 points Scoring 92 goals Not not losing a game home or away I can't believe that the sight of people Has suddenly made them a bad team Um, Alex, like I say It's it's intangible I don't don't know how we ever really how do you provide a proper analysis on that? Because there are a number of reasons for a team to play well And there are a yeah. number of reasons for a team not to play well um, yeah. What about tomorrow then? Craig's kind of lumping it all together And I get that from fans Because you know, two defeats in a row yeah. Listening to Stephen Gerrard today He's got tomorrow very much in isolation He says this is about Champions League progression We'll get back to worrying about Whether we can get back to winning ways sure. in the league on Friday and yeah. Although it's a cup game. Yeah, listen Because it's been 10 years, Gordon It's uh, it's obviously a, a big deal for everyone Affiliated with the club The the money is well documented Whether it brings into the coffers If you can eventually get to the group stage And it would be a, a game changer Uh I remember back to my initial couple of weeks At the club We, we lost over in uh, Moscow and ultimately out of the Champions League You would think it was the end of the world It was like, you know, the bombardment The the scrutiny And social media wasn't really a big thing then So I understand what will come their way If they don't do it If they do do it Then it puts this theory That Craig's firing up the now to bed But it's not the end of uh, the road It's a catastrophe and all this carry on Because you can still go on and win a championship Because we're only two games into a title uh, Craig, what else jumped out at you from the weekend? Yes, well, look, I mean, I think that the other thing for me, because um, I'm glad it was sort of alluded to by the, by the guys, look, I'm not personally saying Rangers can't play in front of fans. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of other people saying that, that that's the case. And I think it comes to how well Celtic played. And I think, if I'm being honest, Celtic were magnificent. They won 6 0, you know, comfortable win against a newly promoted Dundee side who got promoted through the playoffs as well. They should be putting three or four past a team like that with the greatest respect in the world to them. And I think perhaps some of the praise is going over the top where some of the criticism is going over the top with Rangers. I mean, yesterday I'm listening to the beep and Tom English is saying he's not so sure Rangers can win the league anymore. But because Celtic had one good game and then Hugh Keevans tonight, I'm sorry, Hugh, I do have great respect for you, but you're talking about the amount of goals for the Hashik has scored. You've got them scoring 20 goals before they, before they get to Ibrox. You know, I think... Uh, no, 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 no. I said he had a wonderful base uh, from which to build on yesterday's game because Celtic have games at Celtic Park. Jablonec, Hearts, St Mirren. I said he had a wonderful base to work from. I did not promise anything because it's not in my gift to promise anything. I'm just saying he's got a terrific chance Three more games at home With a fan base who are now Totally in love with him That's all I said I'm not sure anywhere does this Like Scottish football does Alex <laughs> you're, you're constantly measured to make sure That you're not given too much criticism Or, or yes. too much praise I don't know what too much praise would have been for Celtic yesterday The one thing that keeps coming back to me Is context yeah. If this was a Celtic team Flying, winning trebles And they put six past Dundee and could have been 10 You probably say Right yeah fair enough 
This is a Celtic team in transition There's been a lot of negativity yeah. People are doubting some of the individuals who took the pitch yesterday There's still question marks over Odson Edward The manager, all the rest of it it's the context that made yeah, people say Oh that was good That was that was better than expected Yeah and I think um, As I said Middle to front I don't think defensively They were really tested on the day Gordon and they, they, they were impressive yesterday uh, And I think there'll be bigger challenges ahead I think that's what Craig was alluding to uh, Earlier on uh, as, as for punditry How we react uh, I think the individual you're talking about Says that the, the, the uh, Rangers will go up and Steamroll Dundee United And then the following day He's saying they might not win the league So I think it's important, as you say, to put it in context. You know, we have made our call on who we feel as if we'll, they will win it. And it's amazing because, see, last week at this time, we were going, it's a, you know, it's really bad for Celtic, you know, they need to get bodies in and so forth. And it's just gone full circle this week. So this is a, the, the madness uh, that we live in in Glasgow. Thank you, Craig. 01419511025. Pick up that phone. We'll get to you next. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens are in the building You can tweet them as well as call them Let's take a quick look uh, Over at Clyde SSB um, Alan has been on Talking about early days he says Furuhashi's movements reminiscent of Gary Hooper Someone said that on the phone didn't they oh. Hopefully he continues to make an impact Ryan Christie must be tied down for a year or two If he continues in this form um, Hoggy Boy says Tell Hugh I said Kyogo is better than Henrik He does put a wee laughing face so <laughs> I think he might just be tongue in cheek And Scotty McHugh sent us a very Interesting picture of him sitting in a hot tub Alex Ray He says he's listening after 20 <laughs> miles A 20 mile cycle um, for Prostate UK They've got a good cause You can, Gordon, can, you I can give stick a your feet up Can I give a shout out To the Refugee uh, Festival of Football Tournament Yesterday It was organised by The Glasgow Afghan United I, I took a trip down there Hugh And I've got all the boys Playing football It was brilliant It was it was the, the, the Glasgow the, weather was oh, it right. it was unbelievable <laughs> I was just about to say that there But it was great to see the boys Enjoying themselves Absolutely Well done to everyone involved 0141 Let me give you a full time teaser I think you maybe saw this one coming Callum and Dundee Sent this one in Callum wants to know Can you name Before Kyogo Furuhashi's hat-trick yesterday The last eight Celtic players before him To do so in the Scottish top flight So before Furuhashi's yesterday Can you name the last eight Celtic players To score a top flight hat-trick in Scotland Got to be Griffiths Yes Got to be um... Hooper No Samaras No No Nope, 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 nope. Commons. Also, no, not in the last eight. I think these guys are just outside that. Did um, uh, Kitten off? Try to think. Um, Edward. Yes, okay, we'll leave Dembele. it there. Yes, well done. That's three <laughs> already. So we'll just leave it there. Musa Dembele, Lee Griffiths, Odson Edward. You can join in if you want to play at home. Looking for the last eight Celtic players to score a top flight hat trick in Scotland before. Uh, Kyogo Furuhashi And uh, by the way If you want to hear your question on the show It's fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime at Clyde1.com Right Let's hear a bit from James McPake as well Shall we After that disappointment I'm sure that doesn't even cover it actually The, the heavy defeat at Celtic Park yesterday Really poor As I said before the game To come here and get anything At a venue like this You've got to be At the top of your game And you've got to hope Celtic have an off day We were nowhere near As good as we could be and to be fair to Celtic I thought they were excellent but my focus is on Dundee and defensively in particular as a team they were really poor people can say what they want about Celtic and how, how it's been that's 
that's for others to say, but in my opinion, at the very top end of the pitch, they've still got some really, really good players, and, and Kyogo was, I thought he was outstanding today. A lot of that maybe was down to poor defending from us, and a few of those goals in particular are really poor defending, and so it's not a warning, because um, we'd warn them through the week that if we're not at it, then that could happen. At the end of the day, Dundee's season will not be decided by games mm. against Celtic and Rangers home or away. They'll maybe take a hiding or two from Celtic and Rangers home and away. Uh, but they, they drew 2-2 with St Mirren. That's, that's where they live. And they have to get results like that. But they're very fortunate. Yesterday was a bad enough psychological blow, but they were a whisker away from losing by double figures. I thought it was a difficult afternoon for them As I said earlier on I felt as if they got overwhelmed They look to me as if they're struggling for legs In, in key areas as well And you know he, He's absolutely right Some of the defending Particularly at the right back area You know When, when Christie Kind of just nudges the boy out And dis- dispossesses him on the goal line It's, it's amateur well, Let's bring in Alec And see what he has to say Hi Alec Hi Gordon Hi Hugh Hello. Hi Alec Hi Paul uh, Really delighted after yesterday's performance uh, I wasn't lucky enough to be in the ballot for it to go, but you know, that's maybe it'll be gone for Thursday, God willing. Uh, I was just, I was blown away yesterday. Uh, I'm not going to get too carried away because this is what Ange says that, that he wants to produce. But along the way, he says, you know, we might take the odd bloody nose. Uh, we're, we're playing out for the back. Now, Dundee, I think, pressed us for about the first 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and I think after that, you know, they just retreated to the halfway line. It's when when the teams, they come, to, when we day play out and we get that pass out, and then we're overloaded, and then gone gone for the mid midfield to front line, we're just devastating. Uh, Kyogo, the guy, the guy's just brilliant. It's like the first time I watched uh, Virgil van Dijk, I just knew that the guy that he was a real player when I watched Kyogo yesterday. Boy, that's fast, you know. He's he's obviously built like Nakamura. You know, he's no a big he's no like Edward, completely different, but the pace on him is electric. Uh a wee shout for Greg Taylor and Anthony Ralston. Now, these boys I've I've seen their skill after them since I just came in and what I have seen and pass going by and I don't know if it's because they're getting extended running the team and there is maybe a chance that you know Celtic will bring in other defenders and they make it displaced but what they have done in the short term has shown me you know they've had they've, they've had a chance and, and they've taken it uh, like I say it was six it could have been ten she says but you know we started with defending for Kyogo the guy was chasing everything down. Uh, Christie, you know, we can get this guy tied down longer. And Turnbull, every pass that a boy more or less makes is a forward pass as well. But go remember this. This is still a young boy as well. You know, but it just feels as if he's like, you know, one of the elders because of the transformation that's happened in Celtic. Now, I'm excited. I'm really excited. If this is the kind of football that we're going to going to get you know it might not always be like this yeah sometimes you the again everybody acknowledges tougher tests than Dundee will come uh-huh. so whether the the Ange ball style is as effective only time will tell yeah but 
if you talk about these things, you always come back to confidence, you know, momentum. Having a victory like that yesterday, yeah. does that, do you think, allow the players to, to really, not, not saying that they weren't, but when you see it clearly working, it allows everyone to buy into what a manager's doing and that can then benefit you when tougher tests do come around? They were given a launch pad yesterday. They have Jablonec midweek who are not top drawer and you could see in front of a packed Celtic Park Furuhashi and Ryan Christie and all the rest of them really enjoying themselves and scoring more goals then it's Hearts you've got a chance for quick revenge for that defeat at Tynecastle that's at Celtic Park as well and then it's St Mirren at Celtic Park you've been given the chance to develop that confidence momentum and before you go to Ibrooks on the 29th And even after Ibrooks, They're back at home against Ross County So without leaving their own city Celtic have the chance to really build on something uh, And yesterday has to be the launch pad The Rangers game will take care of itself I would assume that Celtic will bring in players Of a defensive nature Before they go to Ibrooks. But going forward James McCarthy is still to come in as well they have a real chance here Without leaving The Glasgow City boundary Yeah uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, McCarthy play Gordon I watched him and In fact I played against him When he was uh, breaking through Him and MacArthur I thought they were an excellent talent And uh, so Obviously watched him develop Over the years He's obviously had these uh, Injury issues Over the last few years But you know He seems to have played The last couple of years at least uh, So he'll be desperate To get up and, up and running And try and make his mark In this team Particularly going middle to front uh, thank you Alec 01419511025 Don't mean to dampen your spirits on a Monday evening right But we've got a bit of a, a potential injury blow For the national team and a significant one Andy Robertson pictured on crutches On his own Twitter account He says thanks to everyone for their kind messages and support A scan suggests nothing too major But there are uh, there's some ligament damage Which we'll need to mend I'll be grafting every day so I can help the team sooner Rather than later Good luck to the boys playing tonight So I think it's an ankle ligament issue um, he says nothing too major though Hugh We do have an international break in about a month's time yeah. So we just keep everything crossed Well as you know I travel through this life Optimistically always with a smile on my face And a positive attitude of mind And if he says it's not too serious It's not too serious And we'll be back in plenty of time Yeah speedy recovery uh, Gordon I've had the ankle uh, ligament issues myself So just the extent of mm. the, the saving grace As he's done he did an operation So speedy recovery I've got some right now But I suspect that I'm not quite at the elite <laughs> athletic level that, that he is so he, he'll probably be fixed in about a week And it'll take me six months We suspect that you're not at that level either Yeah, I can't even argue with that, right um, Let's bring in Billy and Milton Hi Billy How you doing, lads? Not bad, how are you? Evening, More importantly, are you well? Good, good uh, uh, East, I've been hearing a, a, a lot of noise coming out of the woods About the, the wheels falling after Rangers bandwagon And everything else <laughs> Who said that? Uh, I think it's in one of the papers today Or maybe even on Whatever it is, you know what I mean? But what, the wheels have fallen off, Rangers? Yeah. Strong. Yeah, it's been mentioned in circles. Now, uh, to put it in perspective, we've lost one game in the last 40. One game. We've, we've had a poor game in Malmo. Fair dues. we got a last-minute goal that turns the tie completely. Because I think you'll see normal service resumed tomorrow night. Rangers will go through. And on top of that, Celtic will never get an easier game than they did against Dundee. And... Dundee just don't know how to attack they're, they're definitely in my opinion They're going down I mean, There's no doubt They're the easiest team in the whole league 
Now, third, as you said, it's, it's, it's a launch pad for Celtic today, this, that, and next thing. Yeah, but at the, at the same point, put it into perspective, it's Dundee you're playing. I mean, you're, you're not playing a team that's going to attack you. Wait till you come to Ibrox and then see how good Celtic are. Because I think by then, I mean, Rangers are, Rangers are, the Rangers bandwagon will start to draw line again and we'll just steamroller out of Tabby Celtic again. Of course, Ibrox is the acid test for Ange Postacoglu and his team. But you've come on to complain about people saying that the, the wheels have come off at Rangers, but at the same time, you're reserving the right to say, ah, Celtic carried away. I mean, we've, I've had two league games, both of them. Celtic and Rangers have had two league games You all talk about each other You come on to make a point about Rangers But couldn't resist a point about Celtic And Celtic will come on and talk about Rangers And be unable to resist That's what you do, the pair of you For both, Alex, this will be a small sample And eventually we'll have more to go on Celtic had, Celtic scored, what was it? Put six past Reykjavik at the start of last season And then... Not long after I think they put five past Hamilton And then we all know that the season went yeah. wrong from there um, But that, that's absolutely not to suggest that that can happen Again, the point is it, it needs to be a, a bigger sample sure. for both Yeah, and listen, I think uh, Billy's come on and actually says uh, the, the Rangers game I think there's a lot of football to be played before then You know, you've got your European ties You've got uh, obviously domestic ties to com- compete against as well there and then you also have uh, cup games uh, this weekend. So there's a lot of football before you get to the Old Firm game. I think there'll be a lot of kind of uh, answers uh, over the course of the next eight or ten games where both clubs are going to go. So you'll have a better yardstick to, to, to gauge it from. Billy, how quickly will Rangers get back on track then if they're off it? I, I don't want to offend you by the strength of the language. Tomorrow night would be a good place to start. Exactly, tomorrow night. And to quote a once famous panellist, uh, I think a lot of the even callers before me, you know what I mean, uh, who were supposed Rangers fans, you know what I mean, saying that they'd they'd watch Celtic put six passes and they'd spoke about the Rangers not being able to play in front in front of crowds. Uh, I'm sure we Jamie would have said it was complete and utter bunkum. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> See, to be fair the, the previous caller did say that that wasn't his view. Yeah, that he was, he was the, just referencing it. This is the other character trait. For Celtic and Rangers supporters If you come on And you're a Rangers supporter And you say something Slightly negative About the team You then become A supposed Rangers fan And if you come on And say something Slightly negative About Celtic You are a supposed Celtic fan Alex we'll get stuck Into the meat of it Tomorrow yeah, I'm sure But we're um, <laughs> Team wise then yep. For instance tomorrow Fascinating Fascinating Gordon what do you think? Well, uh, I'd be interested to see what he does at the back. I think McGregor most certainly comes back into the reckoning. I think he'll. Start. That's why he didn't play, wasn't it? Yeah, the of course. Uh, I think the back line will probably remain the same. Uh, I think when you look at Hollander's performances, I think he's he's been okay. Um, he tends to play in all the big European games as well. And then you've obviously got your usual suspects: Barisic, Golson, and Tavernier. Davis will most certainly start. I think Aribo will possibly come back into the middle of the park, and it will be between uh, Lundstrom. And Arfield, who takes that other berth, you will have Morelis up top, Kent off the left, and it will be between Hadji and Sakala on the right-hand side. That is roughly how I see it playing out. A lot of Rangers fans on social media today very happy at the news that Yanis Hadji's back yeah. on the back of a weekend where the accusation was that there wasn't enough creativity. Yeah. Is it likely that he would... 
perhaps get the nod? Gordon, uh, possibly. Uh, I would depend on where they both are. If they're, they're still carrying a knock, mm. one depending if they're both fully fit, uh, you, you may take that in. You may look at the opposition and think, right, okay, Sakala brings a lot more pace, direct, or you might go for the craft. So it's really down to what they uh, uh, analyse in the, the full-back area for um, mm. Malmo. Right, thank you to Billy, 0141-951-1025. Right, we do have a teaser as well tonight. Thank you to Callum. In Dundee for getting in touch at full time at Clyde1.com. After Furu, well, before Furuhashi's hat trick, can you name the previous eight Celtic players before him to score a hat trick in Scottish top flight? Guys like Odson Edward, Lee Griffiths, Moussa Dembele. Sinclair. Yes. Well, <laughs> well done. you said Scott, I said Sinclair. Yeah, that's it. I had to get it in by the way Do you know I've been working with this guy for so long? I just know that he's, he's just busted it. I'm going to say James A. Forrest. Yes, he got a couple, I think. Uh, Paddy Roberts. Uh, no That's my next one Have you looked Forget at my it. list? Forget don't, it Don't listen Don't worry about uh, it What wrong. about McGregor? No uh, Right I'm struggling now Alright three to get We'll get them next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Quick show tonight That's us on the home straight Hugh Keevans And Alex Ray Still time to get your calls in though If it takes your fancy 0141 951 1025 Quickly any more on this teaser We're looking for the last Eight mm. players Before Furuhashi To score a top flight Hat trick for Celtic Edward Griffiths Sinclair Forrest Dembele Anthony Stokes Oh he's good He's good this old fella Armstrong No Okay you've only got one uh, You've two Two, two left sorry Two, 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 two. two. Uh, We'll leave it there um, A bit early Hugh To suggest a, a shift of power Away from Glasgow On the 9th of August Oh yeah But a quick look at the league table Tells you that Edinburgh Aberdeen the places to be Six points out of six For Hibs Hearts And the Dons so far We're a city in crisis <laughs> I'm glad to see uh, You and Cameron uh, Pitching up on social media It's always nice <laughs> um, But it's been a, It's been a good start From the three of them Seriously hasn't it Do you know what we need Gordon We need Hibs to be good And we need Aberdeen To be good Because With respect to Hearts I'm not sure that Hearts Can sustain it um, Given the, the, the strength Of their squad As compared with the strength of the squad at Pataudry or at Easter Road but Hibs and Aberdeen and indeed Hearts they all like to think of themselves as big clubs they don't do enough they don't win enough and I'm glad to see them starting so well it's now a matter of pride for the three of them they've got to Keep going mm. and prove that they are the big clubs they say they are I mean you could maybe see Easter Road yesterday Alex at yeah. one team that's predicted to finish very high up And another yep. team Which is widely regarded To not Yeah um, Long transfer window to go Ross County may well Get more bodies in But Martin Boyle Started the season yeah. well Hasn't he Yeah listen he's, I was just talking to you During the break there He's, he's very direct He's uh, he's getting amongst the goals He's a player that's actually In, in top form Considering it's the start Of the season going I always feel with Hibs Middle to front as well they're, they're, they're very good I still think they're a wee bit Vulnerable at the back But Hugh's absolutely right The more teams that you have On the front foot Getting big results uh, Because mm. when it comes to the old firm uh, Coming to town There's a challenge there And that, the longer that that's maintained The better and the stronger the league will become And again I know It could be a flash in the pit It can be one game I don't mean to jump to, to conclusions But Aberdeen did that sort of Big club favourites thing yesterday Where they, they get the last minute yeah. winner You know oh. that I, Gordon, I, I try not try. It's a bit cliche, isn't it? But maybe the type of game they wouldn't yeah. have won last season. Oh, listen, you're they absolutely right. They finished forty-six points behind Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Forty-six points. That's like living in another league. Uh, and but in fairness to Stephen Glass, yesterday he left out big players. The starting eleven mm. contained uh, players that 
ordinarily wouldn't start games for them and he, he left out with Ojo and Brown and Ramirez Bar- didn't play Ramirez, either, did he? Ferguson. Yeah. Ferguson McCrory. So that's leaving out the nucleus of your team. One of the problems that sorry Hugh, one of the problems that these clubs have is the strength and depth. That's the reason why I think it'll be Rangers and Celtic to actually run away with it again because they can't sustain it over a long period. Mm. Um the, the juggling act from European football to domestic stuff is what you're talking about, mm. Stephen Glass. Um, for St Johnson as well What a story Going out to Istanbul And getting a draw Home comforts yesterday I noticed Stevie Clark Was in the stands Watching St Johnson Motherwell Just wonder if Xander Liam, Liam Kelly in one end And Xander Clark in the other We have three Good but ageing goalkeepers Sure No listen I think Xander Clark Has been chapping on the door You, you met about Liam as well uh, But for me I think Xander's Started brilliantly some, Listen see the, Some of the saves That he produced In, in Istanbul as well mm-hmm. Uh on the back of a really positive season So I think he's got a, a fighting chance To get in the next David squad David Marshall's been told by Wayne yeah. Rooney That he's surplus to yeah. requirements as well um, So It's a never changing face uh, At international level And you know Steve Clark was at Tannadice he's, he's looked at younger players there The St Johnston contingent yesterday Liam Kelly at Motherwell as you say So Yeah one way to go. I'm looking forward. Sorry, Gordon. I'm lo- really looking forward to the European oh, uh, ties on Thursday night as well because this would be the ultimate fairy tale mm. if they could knock out Galatasaray, one of the big oh, powerhouses of Europe. And Tony Watt did that thing that all strikers love to do. You're left on the bench. You're you're the only change from the previous week. You yeah. know that 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 tells you that. <laughs> You've got a bit of a target on your back <laughs> It's murder honestly and then I, I, you, I never experienced it But uh, I, I, it must be a murder And then you come on And you get the goal Yeah of course yeah. It's you, the best you way to, to send a message isn't it Yeah absolutely Listen you want your subs To make an impact Gordon And he very much did that But our commitment We are talking about Prior to the show He missed a, a, a decent chance as oh, well Oh yeah Could have won the game Yeah a similar one actually To the goal that he scored um, And I mean Saturday Hugh for Hearts being the winner That means St Mirren were on The losing side of things uh-huh. But I don't know, maybe not I don't think there was enough in it For Jim Goodwin to be overly concerned They obviously went down to 10 men We can't say it's too early To go on about Celtic and Rangers And what's happening there And exclude the likes of St Mirren um, You know the one point from six so far But We're only two games in um, the, the, the chance taking wasn't there At the weekend And uh, also there was the madness of the red card Jim Goodwin doesn't need that either uh, players have to look at themselves And take responsibility for their actions uh, I, But early days I just wondered I just wondered After spending last Monday Banging on about how he should have been sent off I wonder if there was a bit of redemption coming here I, I wondered if you were going to go Halliday goal of the weekend No I was going to annoy him further By saying it was a howler by the Samaritan goalkeeper <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, he's, he's took it brilliantly. Yeah. It, the, the Comes thing, quite quickly, doesn't yeah, it? And I think that's the thing. He managed to wrap his foot around it. It was a really nice finish by Andy. I, I listened to his post match as well. Definitely not a cross. No, 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 no. Okay. I've got to give him credit. But what he did say was he set himself a new target. So I know you're quite close to him. So get in. I want to know what his new target is. He says he wants to get amongst the goals this year. Three. Well, he go for it last year. So uh, so he wants to improve on that. Uh, right, Ian is in Stonehouse. Hi, Ian. Hi, Ian. How's it going? You okay? I'm fine, yeah. Good. What's your point tonight? Um, just looking back to the Malmo Rangers game last week, um, the first goal James Tavernier was reported missing. The second goal, he gave it away in midfield and they made it 2-0. I just wonder if it's time for Stephen Gerrard to bring back young parts and right back and shove uh, Tavernier forward into midfield. Make, make a midfield three, Tavernier, Davis and Aribo for Tuesday. What do you think about that panel? 
It was one of the, uh, that that gives an idea to get floated uh, earlier on today to myself. I, I don't see it happening. I understand what, you, what you're saying in terms of moving them into the middle of the park. There's an argument if, if you go back to last weekend against Livingston, he had two assists as well at the other end of the pitch. So clearly, he made a couple of howlers. I was involved in a couple of mistakes uh, in Malmo. Uh, I think over the piece of the last year, I think James uh, eradicated a lot of that from his game. Obviously, creep back in there. So, I think he's an absolute stick on to start at right back. I think they'll be looking to try and get uh, down that flank. And uh, mm. the, the the conversation we had earlier on today was when Fernando Rickson, when I was there, he went into the middle of the park and made a real big impact uh, throughout the course of that season. So, could James Tavernier do that? I mean, Ian, the, the couple of things that you mentioned are are those enough to? Cancel out or surpass the fact that James Tavernier was, you know, Player of the Year from right back last season. Yeah, I realise that, but I, th- I still think the young boy's a better defender than what James Tavernier is. He's maybe not as good going forward, but I still think he's a better defender. And he, I think James just leaves things too open at the back or getting caught. I'm all for because Ian will look closer than me. That's part of of being a Rangers fan. I'm all for the confidence of the you know the the theory, Hugh. But th- this notion, and we hear it a lot, that Nathan Patterson is a better defender than James Tavernier. Uh-huh. I I wonder what that's based on, given that he's played so few games. So e- even yeah. if he has done very well defensively in those few games, it, it's a very small sample. And I, I'm, I'm surprised so many people are so sure that he's a better defender. Does, By the way, he might be. I'm just referring to the fact you don't really see enough of him. Just when you said What's it based on I was about to say Flimsy evidence uh, We don't know Again We're talking about Tavernier made two mistakes And um, Goldson made mistakes Yes Yes they did That's what happens As human beings In, in the early part Of the season I, I, I think There's a, an inclination here On the part of Some Rangers fans Not all Some To hit the panic button Because it's Malmo The Champions League Big big money at stake Tens of millions of pounds at stake um, But uh, uh, Stephen Gerrard can't be in that frame of mind Yeah, You actually have to factor in as well Gordon The goals conceded in the league last year Tavernier was part of that defensive unit Who only conceded 13 goals mm. So uh, people kind of reactive to this stuff mm. as well Because th- this is also one to revisit later right? That whilst we're saying it's too early to judge fully Celtic It's too early to judge fully Rangers The whole Patterson Tavernier thing as well I've actually not seen Patterson yet I wondered if there would have been You know there was a lot of fascination over the summer How do you fit them both in? The consensus was Well he's going to need to get more game time It's very early You can yeah, We can change your thoughts on this But we've actually not seen him yet Which is that maybe a surprise? Yeah well It's difficult because you're actually just trying to get a balanced Settled mm-hmm. back line Gordon And uh, so if you chop and change in that, on a weekly basis You don't get that unity mm-hmm. Uh, right, thank you, Ian. Thank you very much. That was Ian in 01419511025. Oh, in fact, do you know what, Ian? A couple of minutes left. Let, let's. Oh, he's gone. I was going to bring him back. To... That's my fault. That's my fault. I must admit. I didn't. I thought it said fifty-five in the clock, not fifty-two. Um, Hugh, Stephen Gerrard. That's a reference to earlier on talking about isolation tomorrow. Europe, the importance of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> The, the expectation levels are always interesting in Glasgow Because these Rangers fans are bang up for it They think that they, they can go into the Champions League Based on what they did last season yeah. They've obviously not been there for so long History tells you Unfortunately It's not easy for our clubs to make the Champions League But do, do you detect there is still that real expectation? Without doubt um, When you win the league title And as convincingly as Rangers did uh, You then hear that Champions League music in your head And you want that to be tangible proof of power having shifted 
From the east end of Glasgow To the south side of the city um, The fans think emotionally The club have got to think financially This money Is very very important It, it could Symbolise uh, Another shift in power um, And Again if Rangers Got that money And also went on to win the league Automatically going into the Champions League group stages next season You know, they're, they're doing a, a financial equation here All of it comes tumbling down If something goes wrong against Malmo tomorrow So, for the supporters It's about a full house It's about emotion It's about doing what Stephen Gerrard asked them to do Drive Rangers across the line For the club I can imagine in the director's box um, Douglas Park and the rest Sitting there tomorrow night Gripping their seats Because there is so much at stake financially I can't wait for tomorrow night Gordon It's uh, obviously European nights at Ibrox Are very special And uh, you know There's only that one goal deficit So I'm really looking forward to the atmosphere I'm looking forward to a full house uh, With Rangers uh, fans Singing to the high heavens And hopefully get that result Yes the return of full houses Across the country this week By the looks of it So my goodness Enjoy it If you're going to Ibrooks Tomorrow night If you're going to Celtic Park Or you're going to Petaudry on Thursday Or when the weekend comes around Enjoy it We have waited so long You all deserve it So please mm. uh, Make sure you make the most of it Right Two Is it two or three? Two Two more to go on this teaser Of the last eight players Before Furuhashi To score a top flight hat trick For Celtic You've got Edward Griffiths Sinclair Forrest Dembele Stokes um, We would we begin back years uh, You'll come back to last season For one of them What? Is he still there? Uh, no Ah <laughs> Who left? <laughs> I'll tell you the opponent I don't know if that'll help Yeah Motherwell Motherwell Yeah No Initials They would always refer to him as Moy M-O-I Oh El El Yunusi Well done And the last one is still there Oh right Okay I, th- I think the opponent was St Johnson But I, I'm I'm digging deep in the memory there It doesn't really matter I don't think that will help you He's there He's Scottish How much longer will he be there for though? Christy Christy, Christy. I should have said that there we go Thank you Alex Ray And Hugh Keevans Huge week of European football For our clubs In Scotland Rangers v Malmo Kicking it all off tomorrow It's an 8 o'clock kickoff, So make sure you join us What a build up that's going to be We'll be at Ibrooks. We'll get a flavour of the build up For a full house The atmosphere I'm sure it will be quite something So join us at 6 Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Will be here And Callum Gallagher is here next